0: always loved cars, but then later on I discovered that I was born two days before the first Corvette came out.
1: Unity. 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 Podcast. By Ambriel Crutchfield, a project by the WKU Talisman. In this episode, we have Dave Chrisley, a GM retiree who has had a love for Corvettes as long as he can remember. When did your love for or your connection with Corvettes begin?
0: Well, the actual the actual connection, I think I probably saw my first one when I was maybe eight, nine years old, maybe 10 or 11, something like that. Probably I was a traffic guard at a public school in Indianapolis, and one probably went by. That's that's kind of my earliest memory of a Corvette. I always loved cars, but then later on I discovered that I was born two days before the first Corvette came out. <laughs> and so then after that, wow, you know, I want one. And I think every kid that saw one wanted one because it, actually it's only the true, the only true sports car that we have here
1: and so when did you get your first car and what was it
0: my very first car oh (laughs) boy that sounds like a traitor Uh, (laughs) i was uh, uh my very first car i was 15 years old and i was needing transportation and at that time you could get your beginners at like 15 and a half in indiana and i bought my mother needed a little bit of transportation and the family we came from a poor family that originated from the mountains of west virginia And my mother had uh, went through school, worked her way through school, was a school teacher, and she paid $400 down, and I paid every payment on a, uh, working at a record shop and doing a couple of other things, and I paid every payment on a 1969 302 Boss Mustang, brand new, when I first, my first car was a brand new 69 Boss Mustang.
1: And for people that don't know what that looks like, will you kind of describe it? What does it sound like and look like?
0: what the car the boss mustang sounded like looked <laughs> yes. like well i tell you uh, if you see the mustangs on the street today uh, i will have to say that ford motor company did an excellent job when they went retro back a few years back so if you see a mint green mustang on the street today the fastback mustang on the street today that's pretty much it except the difference was it had a uh, black stripe that came down and around and said boss on the side of it and then it had louvers on the side windows and back windows so it was a it was a a pretty hot little car for its time it was it was a neat car sound wise well I can't make sounds like that (laughs) you know motors and and and, uh, well people call motors engines they're actually engines but people call them motors motors uh, um, they have a unique sound and and Detroit power sounds different from any other kind. It's got a nice deep throaty <laughs> type thing. <going. laughs>
1: and so, how did your love for cars begin in the first place?
0: In my generation, uh, that was it. Cars were it. Young men and cars. wasn't so much with the girls back then, but we had—I mean, we had some uh, gearhead girls that you didn't want to pull up beside
1: <laughs> and try to
0: outrun. And, and, and now, and nowadays, my wife's one of them. But. Uh, uh, it was just it. When, when you got old enough to drive, that was you. Your car was kind of what you did. You know, that was, you had to have transportation, you know, and you couldn't get dates without cars. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you know nobody wants to go on a date on a moped or, or a bicycle. It's just, you know, they don't.
1: So how did your wife get involved with cars or was it after you or before you?
0: <laughs> well, um, my wife is uh, uh, about the same. She's a year older than I am. Uh, and I'm, if you put the math together on the on the Corvette, I'm 64, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, she had a love for cars too. However, she never had a new car till like 1986 was when she got her first new car. And uh, prior to that, she was um, uh, kind of relegated to uh, old Volkswagens and used cars, and one that her brother-in-law put together for her and stuff. And she was a single mom, and and uh, so she. Uh, But our connection started when she moved here from Moultrie, Georgia uh, or Albany, Georgia. She moved here from Albany, Georgia back in 1998. And we connected after she got here. And at the time she was driving an 86 Corvette. But she'd never had a new one and neither had I as far as Corvettes till that time. We didn't get our first new one till, actually brand new till 2008.
1: And what it what it has cars taught you about life, or what lessons have you gotten from working with cars or getting and buying cars?
0: Well, you know, I'm the kind of guy that can go for an oil change and come home with a new Tahoe. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's one of them things. Well, wow, I like that. You know, I'll call on the phone. You know, hey, baby, you know, they got this down here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that has happened. That's why, it, that's why it's kind of funny. It has happened. Um, but the... Um, The car itself, a a lot of people try to make too much of it. Now, yeah, I granted, you know, Corvettes, they're they're wonderful cars. I love them. I I love them. In fact, General Motors, I worked for General Motors for 36 years. Uh, I love the car itself. However, it's a car, and that's what it is. Yes, it's a very nice car, but that's what it is. And I see the car as a, uh, a tool. Uh, we use uh, uh, the club, the Bowling Green Assembly Corvette Club, which we founded back in, in uh, 2007, the Bowling Green Assembly Corvette Club. We have used that car uh, to raise money uh, for charities and stuff. In fact, I had a whole crew of people from our club yesterday. We're in Owensboro at Wesleyan College judging cars for their car show to raise money for their sports because they're a Christian College and raising money for their sports thing. And we see it as, and a lot of my friends see it. Now, there's some people who think their car's just, you know, that. But in reality, it's a car. And if we can use it to better things, uh, we should. And that's what we do. That's what I try to do anyway.
1: And so what is your favorite car? Like how it? if you could have any car in the world ever, like are you impressed by Teslas at all or...
0: I am impressed by the Tesla, you know, and and I like where it's manufactured. You know, I like I'm real big on made in the USA, you know, I'm real big on that, um, mainly because that's what's provided me with my lifestyle all, all my life. In fact, my father, you couldn't park park a uh, my stepdad that raised me, you couldn't park a foreign branded vehicle in his driveway. <laughs> I mean, it was it was one of those type of things, and he was a, 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 a had his master's degree and worked in the Indianapolis public school system, and you could not park a you know, so American cars, harley Davison's, you know things, things like that. Real big, real big on American, on American products. But if I could have, any one that I wanted, mm-hmm. I would like to have a possibly 2019 Corvette.
1: <laughs> a, and why that car in particular
0: uh, we got something coming <laughs> so we're just gonna have to wait for it are <laughs> gonna have to wait for that one or in fact we got two something coming uh, from what I understand we've got uh, uh, we got one coming this year and then we've got uh, something really big coming in the next couple of years so and been all around the plant you've noticed there's a whole lot going on out there
1: right now. yeah I recently spoke to someone and they said they were ordering a car but it I guess got put on hold because you all are doing mm-hmm. work So you said there is a connection to your current car what is that what is that relationship or well, story? story
0: <laughs> I was very happy uh, with the car that I had before the first the first new car that the first new Corvette we had several new cars different types of cars but the first new Corvette uh, I had had a seven I had had a 76 Corvette my wife had had a 78. This was before we got together. Then uh, we had an '86. I had had a '79. Uh, uh, We got a '2003 together, and then the '2008 was the first new one that we had bought. But it was uh, the '2003 was a company car, and the '2008 was a uh, car when General Motors, uh, during 2009, when General Motors was going through their uh, the uh, controlled bankruptcy that they went through. Uh, they removed a lot of their franchises and it had sat on a dealer, dealer's floor for two years but it was a brand new car when I bought it even though I didn't buy it to 2010, that 2008. But uh, we had never ordered one and you can, you know, and we both re- we have both retired from GM. And my wife was telling a story one evening that I had never heard. And I'm sitting there listening, and the story was that in 1986, when she bought her very first new car, she was at, it was a a Pontiac TA, and and she was in a a dealership in Moultrie, Georgia, and she was buying the car. And they took her back, and they were, you know, getting it ready to roll, fixing it up and getting it ready to roll. And so she walked back in there, and there was a white Corvette with red interior sitting back in there, brand new. And my wife looked at it and said, oh, that's nice. You know, and the dealer, he let her sit in it. You know, the salesman was letting her sit in it and everything. And he said, we can put you in one of these. And she said, no, no, no. And she was working for Delphi up in Albany, Georgia. And she said, no. She said, there's no way I can afford this. You know, I've got, got this raising a child and this. No, there's no way. And he said, well, he said, I couldn't let you have this one anyway. It belongs to an older woman. She ordered it special. And so my wife, just kind of laughing and joking, said, an older woman, how old is she? And uh, said, 62. And so my wife, they just kind of joked it off and he'd let her sit in the car and everything. And my wife says, well, maybe when I'm 62, I'll have a new one with red interior. And I heard this story, and it's the first time I'd heard it, you know, since we'd been together. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, let me see, she's 62 now. (laughs) She's going to be 63 in February, and it was in here we were in latter part of September, about this time of the year. And uh, the 15s had already come out in July, and we're sitting here, and I'm going, "Oh my goodness, you know what Wouldn't this be a nice surprise?" So I went to the dealership, I called my dealer, and, and I ordered it without her knowledge. And then I had to go to the credit union to get the money and and I went in and threatened the people at the credit union. If any of y'all let this slip, yeah, I'm, I'm done with you. You know, anything, any business I do, I'm taking it somewhere else. And, uh, uh, we pulled it off and then we, we, I couldn't get her to go into the plant. Uh, She was retired and I, I was having trouble because I wanted her to see it on the line and I wanted her to be the first one to start it. And so, Time came close and one of our friends, Kim Cooper, uh, who's on the board at the, sub, at the uh, Humane Society, works out at the plant and Kim said, I can get her to come in. And she calls her up and gives her this cock and mamie story that, that uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Sherry, uh, they're giving me an award Monday and I really want you to be here because you were, you and Dave were the first friends and, that I had when I came to Bowling Green. and and I would like to, I would love for you to be there. And we worked together back in paint. It goes on to this old rigmarole. And even then, my wife wasn't going to come in. Well, then on Sunday afternoon, she's back in the room mulling around. Uh, you know, what's going on? She said, well, I'm getting Kim together a card and stuff. She said, I think I'll get up and go in in the morning because I had to be there at 7. It was coming off the line at 7. And we'd had our club meeting there on Saturday, and I could see it sitting down there. And, and my son-in-law and I had gone in and actually checked it out earlier the week before and uh, so we get her in there and she's looking at this long line of white cars and she's she's looking at them we're you know we already talked about how good they look and she said uh, that one there is real nice and I said yeah and I said but we probably couldn't afford that one we would probably have to get the one with the more basic wheels on you know I'm I'm talking to her and I keep pointing at actually our car Mm -hmm. and she's yeah. she said, but there's something wrong with that one. And I said, what, you, what What do you mean? And she said, well, it's tagged and I'm looking at it <laughs> and I had had it tagged. They had it tagged and they were going to pull it off and take a look at it and stuff, you know? And so Kim, she runs by, and my wife still, she ain't got a clue what's going on. People are going by, waving at her, and the people that I'd let in on it, boy, isn't it great that they're finally honoring Kim for what she's doing? You know, They're just playing right along with it. And the guy that does the uh, articles for the paper out there at the plant and stuff, he's out there, and he said, yeah, I'm here, and he's got his camera, you know, for Kim. All this is for Kim. <laughs> and the guy doing first start says, uh, Sherry? Said, uh, you ever started one of these she said not the not the new one she said I always worked back in paints and I never was out here she said no she said I never they weren't even building this when I was here and he said "Well," he said this next one's coming up he said just come on around here when it gets to it and, and you can start this next one up. she said oh I don't know there's something wrong with that. he said oh it'll be all right because she saw that tag he said it'll be all right and so she goes around, she gets in the car, she's sitting there, and he goes around, and he's explaining everything to her, how everything works on these new ones and what this does and this does and everything. And he has her start it, and just as soon as she starts it, Kim leans down into the car and looks in at her. And we have a going, not baby, but baby. It was something we used to yell at each other inside the plant and just, you know, having a good time. And she looked down at her and she said, Baby this has nothing to do with me this is your car and the look on her face was like <laughs> you know and, and then she looks up at me and i said yeah and then
1: <laughs> and
0: you i mean seriously for uh, for a while there you almost have to smack that look off her face i mean she was just yeah, you know it just uh, so we pulled it off we pulled that off and that, that's not an easy job And she really, really loves the car. She drives it most of the time. I drive it on trips and stuff like that. And she drives it around town. You'll see it around town. It's got a unique license plate number on it, so you'll spot it around town. If you see white Corvettes, it has a license plate state car on the back of it, ST8 space C-A-R, which is uh, House Bill 109 Corvette. We're the only state, you may not have known this, but Kentucky's the only state that has an official sports car. And it's House Bill 109. The, the last governor made uh, the, uh, well, of course, Congress and Senate, state Congress and Senate had to pass it, uh, but it is the official state car. And that's the same license plate you'll see in the tour room, on the fascia in the tour room, because I gave one to the plant for the. Tour room out there, so that's the story behind that car. That was quite a thing. Trying to keep that kind of money here <laughs> for seven weeks Oof, until that's a the long car time. was built. You could have gotten yeah. in trouble, huh? <laughs> so, oh, I could have gotten in all kinds of trouble. It it, it 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 could have been bad. I told somebody. I said, "There's either going to be some loving or a killing. But something's going to start. <laughs> something's going to end with an ing. Like she's either going to love me for this or she's going to kill me for it. I don't know which one." So. Uh, uh, I'm glad that uh, that she loved me for it instead of killing me for it.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> and so how was the first ride um, on the way home in the car?
0: Well, when we got it, it was still a, a few weeks after that before we picked it up. Uh, and when we got it, uh, the first, it was quite exciting because uh, uh, Campbell Chevrolet out here was where we got it through. i like to stay as local as possible. And, and Campbell's, uh, uh, our dealer out there, our salesman, had it, uh, and I still ain't got over this. He had a big uh, uh, blue ribbon on it for us. He put a great big blue ribbon on it with streamers down it and stuff when he delivered it to us. So when we pulled up here, it's sitting out there with these big streamers and stuff coming off on it. So we it made a big, a really big deal on it. And she wouldn't drive it. She wouldn't drive it home. She made me drive it. <laughs> she made me drive it home. And then... Uh, uh, a week or two later, we went to a little barbecue place up in uh, Glasgow, and that was really the first time she drove it. She drove it back, and we came back through the country, through the curves and stuff, so she could see how to, uh, so she could just get used to it. You know? And and now, she'll drive but bejesus out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unity Podcast. If you want to hear more episodes, you can listen to us now on SoundCloud and iTunes at Unity Podcast or on the WKU Talisman's website. In the next episode of Unity Podcast, we'll be speaking to Bill Powell on how he became a legendary swimming coach.